Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to episode 15 of the Audio Files podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about all the music we love so very, very much. My name is Quinn, and joining me as always is the man with the juicy dumper. It's Griffin. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't. I can't deny that. I mean, you can't. You won't. It does provide. It does provide juice. So <laughs> that's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I am not a liar. That's for sure. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We are here. We took a little holiday break, uh, as I'm sure everyone knows. The holidays can get a little hectic, both for work, for travel, all of that. Um, but we are back now, and uh, we're actually here on this lovely December day to uh, wrap up this first season of the audio files uh we're going to just go ahead and keep it with the calendar year um and we're going to be talking today about all of our albums of the year we're going to be talking about albums of the decade uh in terms of years of the decade rather maybe not one culminative uh but anyway we're also going to be talking about songs of the year and uh we're gonna you know just kind of wade through what we've been listening to for the past 12 months uh I think it's been a good year for music, and obviously this is uh, our first year doing this whole thing, so this is a really good chance for us to sort of reflect back both at the things we've been talking about on the pod and also things that we've been listening to outside of the pod, um, and I'm really excited. I, If anyone knows me, they know that I love lists, I love ranking shit, that is my bread and butter. What a nerd. So- Seriously, uh, so this is really exciting for me because I'm I fucking love making lists about anything and everything. So I came very well prepared, um, and also I'll just go ahead and stick it in now and say that if you want to you follow us on social, go, go ahead. <laughs> that, go ahead. And I'm glad it. you picked up on that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Instagram at AudiophilesPod, all lowercase, all one word. That is where we are mainly active, um, and you can also follow along with the songs that we are talking about on our Spotify companion playlist. Just search Audiophiles playlist on Spotify. You will find us. Click follow on there, and you will uh, always be updated with everything that we are talking about. So. With all of that stuff out of the way, I would like to share an exciting little bit of news, which is relating to our little holiday break. Uh, and that is, while I went to Ohio to actually stay primarily at my good co-host Griffin's house for the the Thanksgiving season. Boy, I regretted it. It was <laughs> unlucky for you. Still cleaning up your <laughs> mess. Uh, while we were there, we, we sort of did the thing that we've been talking about and joking about for so long, which is, uh, we recorded a theme song for this very podcast. And you know what? You're not going to hear it this episode. So, uh, fuck you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you will, uh, at least know that it is done. It fucking rules. We're very, very excited about it. And, uh, when season two kicks off, Um, We're going to kick it off with our own actual theme song now, and because we're truly in the spirit of some DIY motherfuckers, we recorded all that shit ourselves, and I pretty much did nothing. I just banged on the drums a lot, and Griffin did everything else, and I will take full credit, baby. It's a lot of free jazz, uh, (laughs) but you'll like it. Yeah, it's mostly a think piece. Uh, (laughs) I am very excited, There's a political angle to it. There's a big message. Um, I'm not going to get into it right now, but I'm very happy to get that out there. Yeah, you just wait. Everybody better be dissecting that with a fucking critical lens when it comes out. Uh, but anyway, I think that's really exciting. I We're, we're stoked for everyone to be able to hear it. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw a little tease back whenever I was in Ohio of uh, what it was sounding like. So uh, if you didn't hear it, sucks for you. You'll hear it next year. And if you did, then wow. you know what's up. 
And uh, yeah, that that takes care of kind of catching everybody up, I think, on what we've been doing, what's been going on, the the ins and outs. And um, of course, we want to check in with what we've been listening to, but I'll go ahead and start off by saying that I've pretty much just been listening to all the stuff we're about to talk about, so I, I don't know if I have much to report. Wow. I mean, I thought you were a loser before. This is it. Um, I have things to report, so get over it. Just do it. Let me have it. I want to hear it. Um, the first one, which I, w- I was going to talk about later, but um, I have been listening to it because I probably listened to it 300 times since it's come out. Um, so this will be on another list later in the episode, but uh, Have a Good Season is a band that I've known about for some time. They're a small band. I don't know too much about them. I know I got into them probably back in 2017. Um, they have a couple EPs. Um, I'll say it's the original sound. I mean, it's, it's still emo, but it's got some um, some kind of tappy stuff, some kind of mathy stuff. I mean, it's, it's definitely within that vein, but they just put out a new single called Sunflower Yellow, um, kind of the single for their album they're going to put out next year. And it is not a departure, but it is such a... Uh, mature song compared to what they were doing before because I casually like them. I mean, they have a song called Chell Silverstein. Um, so they've, uh, they have interesting subject matter. And I had to ask my <laughs> wife recently, your sister, um, the reference in the song because I don't know t- enough about Chell Silverstein. And she looked at me like I had six heads when I asked. <laughs> I would have so. probably asked the same question and I would have been fucking yeah. thrown well, from she, my family. Her being a librarian and also Chell Silverstein being who he is, but there's a reference to The Giving Tree and I've never read that book. So the reference was lost on me, even though I sing the lyrics all the time around my house. Um, but anyway, so that was an interesting conversation, but their new song, um, and when she heard it, she agreed too. it's just, it's, it's just good music. I mean, it's, just, it's got a cool vibe. The song's about, uh, coming out of like a kind of seasonal depression, hmm. um, situation. Uh, I think it hits home for a lot of, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just good songwriting. Like I'm jealous that, th- that it's their song. <laughs> I've had it on repeat. I mean, for a week now. And I think I listened to it like pff, seven or eight times on, in the car today just because it hits. So um, I can recommend it. I don't need to give much more than that. Um, I will be listening the, to that. Uh, I'm looking at that for the fans also like, and I like these bands, but I don't know that there are bands other people know, but some call outs would be Tommy Boys or Lobby Boxer, um, Charmer. If you know any of those bands, Max Seal, they do sound very much like that. But to me, this almost, and this is more for you, um, especially the opening riff sounds a lot like Makeout Party. So, oh, okay. I, um, that's a, a deep cut, but you know I love Makeout yeah, Party. Yeah, they're not exactly like that, but I would not if you put them on a show together. It wouldn't. It it would be good. So okay. Um, check out that track. I am here and for that. The, yes, the only other one besides the stuff we're going to talk about. Um, the singer of Camp Coke, Camp Coke, Camp Cope. <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a Camp, whole different band, buddy. Is Camp <laughs> that's Coke? A different, you know, uh, that's my personal business. Um, the singer of Camp cope uh georgia mac um so we talked about kelso which is the bass player in camp Cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mm-hmm. put out uh ep and then the singer slash guitar player put out her surprise ep or surpri- i guess it's kind of an album it's like eight or nine songs um i think it was last thursday just dropped it out of nowhere and she's you know basically saying like let me show you how it's done um <laughs> called pleaser and uh it's a departure from camp cope sound it's it's got a little more of electronic edge a little more poppy um i'd say it's really good if if this had come out earlier in the year and i had enough time with it this could almost probably be you know in my maybe my top 10 Hmm. because i i really i had it on the background and it's got some definitely some toe tappers to it so 
Um, if you like her voice or like Cam Cope in any fashion, this is definitely something you should check out. If you just like female led, um, you know, kind of alternate pop indie um, stuff, definitely check it out. It's got mm. a little bit of electronic vibe to it, but um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. So I haven't it's had enough time to listen to it. Listen to it twice all the way through at this point, but um, it's really good. So. I mean, I, I like that Kelso, uh, Kelso album a lot, or that Kelso EP rather, and so I am yeah, they're definitely to two to different genres. Well. Um, I would say this. I would say this release is a lot stronger just because Georgia. I mean, she's obviously the front woman. She has, you know, songwriting for a living. I mean, she's been doing this. This is her thing. And while Kelso is really good, um, this is more well formed, I should say. So this mm-hmm. is, um, you know, it's got it's got more uh, layers to it for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, that's uh, that is officially on the playlist now, and I will be listening to that as well. Both very. I'm looking at the the pictures of both artists that you just talked about, and the <laughs> they're both very interesting for different reasons. But uh, yes, Make, I am here for it. Yes. Uh, but okay, well, I'm glad that you at least I you know I fucking I swung out, buddy, because I had nothing that I was listening to that was uh, new or oh, those of are just here. within the past maybe ten days. I mean, okay, since, like, well, December because I was I wasn't listening to shit, especially you were here for Thanksgiving. I mean, we weren't listening to music at all. Really, we were playing. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, and I just I actually flew to Texas last week, so I had I always need something for the plane, and mm-hmm. both of those were in there. So. I, you know, I used to be, uh, sort of getting off on a tangent, I, I used to be, like, on plane rides, the only way I could get through them was to just listen to music the whole time, but now I've discovered that the only thing I can enjoyably do on a plane is read a comic book, but anything else besides that, and I, like, I get a headache, even listening to music. I can't read because I'll get motion sickness, but yeah, I definitely have to listen to music. I usually fall asleep on planes, but... I, I, w- I wish I was that guy. I am I am not that guy. Oh yeah. I mean fucking especially sucks. in the morning. I'm just fucking out. But on the ride, <laughs> on the ride back I was I was awake the whole time, so cuz it was it was in the afternoon, but fucking knock you out and give you a sedative. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I have to take a Dramamine, so and those are I take the less drowsy formula and and um, it still probably makes you real drowsy. It just makes you a little I, so I used to take two and it would make me really delayed the first day of travel. So I stopped doing that and I've gone down to one because I don't, I, I travel enough now that I'm just used to the feeling. So, yeah. Um, but it definitely gives you a little bit of a delay. Uh, yeah. I, so <laughs> that does not sound fine. enticing to me. <laughs> but you're just on a little bit of a delay. So, that's, you know, yeah, you just fucking, you're yeah. a little bit offbeat, you know? So it's easy, it's easy to fall asleep is the point. That's fair. Uh, all right. Well, sorry. I, I started thinking about plane stuff. Uh, now let's talk. No, let's about talk about planes. Let's talk about planes. Stuff. Yeah, this is the <laughs> this is the audio plane podcast. Uh, this is the Boeing podcast. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> episode seven thirty seven, baby. Uh, whoop. Anyway, uh, all right. So let, let's. I I want to jump right into uh, talking about albums from the decade that have come out because I think it, it was it was very interesting for me to. Um, look back at, at everything that's come out. I mean, I'm, I'm looking 2010, uh, to 2018. And then obviously we'll, we'll do a separate thing with 2019, but you know, 2010 for me, I was a sophomore in high school. So, I mean, going back to albums that came uh-huh. out, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's a, you know, it's such a, it's crazy to think about now, but I was, I was still such a young baby boy and I'm, I'm looking back at these buck. albums and thinking about, uh, you know, what was really, you know, in my ears at that time and what was making an impact. And a lot of it really has obviously set me on the the course for a lot of what I listen to now and a lot of the albums that I hold near and dear. 
Um, and we had discussed sort of before the podcast, and I have a mix of both, but you had said that um, what you tried to do was go back and, and pick albums, maybe not that you had discovered in later years, but rather albums that summed up that specific year to you, which I, th- I think that's a great way to approach it. I have a little bit of both for various reasons. Um, some of mine are just albums that I did discover later. Some of them are ones that I was listening to in the moment. So what I'm telling you is I'm all over the place and Griffin is super organized in that regard. <laughs> well, I only because I looked at it as if you had asked me to do this, do an album of the year, because I always do one mentally anyway. Um, yeah. I don't really overshare that stuff social media wise, just because I don't think people really care about my opinion, but, um, well, they do now, baby, you're on a podcast. Well, they do now, now that I'm doing this, but at the time, um, I kind of approached it. Like if I was in that year and making a list, what album would I put on there for that year that kind of summarized the year for me? Yeah. And even next year, I'm going to find stuff that was released in 2019 that I can't put on the list because I haven't heard it. So I tried, I mean, I was disappointed because I went through, I mean, I use, I use multiple systems. I used Spotify cause I've used it for, you know, since it's been in America, what, 2011, mm-hmm. Um, I use Last FM. Just I've been scrobbling since 2005. I oh, think. Was, yeah, that's uh, what I was gonna say. I so, I've like lost access to my Last FM, but that's what I wanted oh, for this. No, I've I've kept that alive because I go back. I love the data on this. This is you know I'm not really a data person, but I love this historical data to see what I was listening to. So it's very helpful for me. And then I also use my Discogs um, mm. uh, library too because a lot of the vinyl I buy in that year anyway because I, I try to buy my albums that I love that year to support artists and just so I so I can own them obviously. Um, so that was all that was really helpful, but I got really disappointed because I'm like, oh, this came out this year. This would definitely be my thing. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, I didn't hear this till two years after that. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> so while my list is very me, there's some things I wish I could put on here, but I was trying to be truthful to like, all right, what happened in that year that I could say this was my album of the year? So, well, you know, I'm, I'm glad that so you did it that way, it. though, because I think that what that's going to, to create as we go through this is that um, I think that will avoid a lot of uh, repeats. I think that what we'll find is that me and you probably have a lot of albums that we we both love uh, out of the year. But I think that this way, you having done it in more that fashion is going to allow for you to have probably a little more like off the wall choices than I Mm -hmm. I may have in some of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we'll just, I I think we can jump right into this. The way that I pieced mine out is that I... um, Went through and I just made a list of, you know, like the five-ish albums, sometimes less, uh, that were really important to me and stood out from the year. And then I just, from those, picked mine. Um, And I will be mentioning some of those, but I I won't go too in-depth on um, anyone in particular. Uh, But we'll start off with 2010, which actually, as I'm looking at it, um, 2010 was a very big year for me in terms of music. There's a lot of bands and albums that really like... I think it's when a lot of my musical taste started to uh, mature in a lot of ways, if I do say so myself. So there is a lot going on here for that reason. Um, so just firing off some that aren't necessarily going to be my top spot, the ones that are of note. Uh, Long Live by The Chariot came out in 2010. That was a sure. big one for me. Uh, Messy Isn't It by Dangers, which um, I know one of our listeners, uh, Brian, that we have talked about on this podcast before, uh, he's a big Dangers fan. I saw him last week, and he's still just... (laughs) 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 Just Uh, the fucking... This guy. guy. He's the guy. Uh, He did tell me his favorite favorite episodes are the ones where we talk about him. Well, good, because uh, (laughs) we're talking about him now, baby. Um, But he loves Dangerous, and if you haven't heard that, I I always recommend people go listen to it. It is like hardcore fucking tightness uh, from 2010. It's one of my favorite record 
vinyl records because the uh, album art is just a full pull-out poster of that woman with a shotgun up to her. Yeah, it's uh, so it's good. The, it's, it's the full uh, art for it. So yeah, that's and that's that's poster. like that's a yeah. worth owning the vinyl for that alone. Well, I remember I found that and I was with Matt and it was the picture on it was I think it was both of our cover photos on Facebook for a while the. I don't know if you ever saw the picture of me pushing him out of the way to get a record at the record. Store. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was at that record store that I found that dangerous record. I oh really? I say it was like, I want to say it was like Bloomington, Indiana or somewhere. It was a really cool store. Uh, but at that store where that picture was taken is where I found that. And so, that'll always be in my, my brain. But yeah, I remember seeing that and it was like 12 bucks and I was like, Oh yes, please. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> that That album is great. Yeah. Uh, there's also, um, have you seen my prefrontal cortex by great big pile of leaves? Yes, uh, that was on my that was on my list, but it did not win for 2010. I figured it would be, yeah, I figured it'd be on yours. Uh, and then the yeah. last, uh, or and then there's only a few more that I'm going to bring up here. And one of those is Fake History by Let Live. Uh, I have talked mm. about Let Live on here a little bit before. I really like that album, and that did a lot for me at the time. Um, and then I had a really, I had like a two-way tie for 2010 that I, I eventually had to break, that I was deciding between um, Option Paralysis by Dillinger Escape Plan and sure. uh, Blue Sky Noise by Circus Survive. And in the end, I gave the nod to Blue Sky Noise. I have always loved that album, and I, I'm a really big Circa guy, at least up uh, more so up until Blue Sky Noise. Uh, but that album has always stuck with me as um, very inspirational in terms of the music that I would want to write and create. Um, it's timeless. I listen to it, you know, multiple times a year, every year since it's come out. Um, so for me, 2010, Blue Sky Noise, Circa Survive. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, for one. Yeah, nice try though. Yeah, better luck next uh, year. I shouldn't even have to say this. This is the obvious choice. I mean, well, this um, is the other thing I'm worried about. I'm worried that I'm gonna. I've forgotten so many things, and you're gonna. Well, just that too. I am. I am worried about gates. that. I am worried about that. And it's gonna be curious as we get into later years what yours are. But I like I start when I started with 2010. Like it was. I didn't even have to look at anything else. I did. I, it was a toss up between this or the uh, Great Big Pile of Leaves. But mm-hmm. I knew. I mean, there's no. It has to be this. I was disappointed that I even had to choose, but I'm curious why you you have to know what it is. You have to know. It's probably it's probably right there in my brain, and I'm I've just blanked. Bro, the fucking best album that year, Change the Game, fucking Diamond Eyes by Deftones, came out in 2010. Yeah, you and know what? I can't not I can't not pick that. How can <laughs> I mean, yeah? That, that was the comeback. That was fucking Deftones back on their fucking game. Yeah doing their fucking bullshit and this is fucking that was the album i mean that was not that i mean all their albums are great i'm a huge fan it's tattooed on me i can't fucking i don't have to go into detail but diamond eyes was such a fucking game changer for them as a band and even that sound and they just came back fucking swinging so i it it can't not be diamond eyes so yeah you know that's that's a i mean that's a me that's a very me choice so i don't expect everybody to pick that but that is just it it had to be diamond eyes but i i yeah, I mean, Diamond Eyes is so fucking good, though. And honestly, I, mean, that I think is, that the only reason I didn't put it on here album. is that in my mind, I thought it came out in 2009 for some reason. And I just don't think I ever checked. Boy, I uh, hope it was 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure it did. I trust you far more than me. Uh, we will look that up now. I have it up. Um, uh, it says 2010 on Spotify, so we're good. Okay, cool. But that is well, a perfect album from opening yes. note to last note. I can't not pick that. And while A Great Big Pile of Leaves... Have you seen my prefrontal prefrontal cortex was a game changer for me. Um, it had to be Diamond Eyes. Yeah. And, so. you know, Diamond Eyes is probably, if I'm honest with myself, probably my favorite uh, Deftones besides White Pony. 
But yeah, I mean, it's it's a it'd be up there for me for sure. Yeah, it's, it's I can't great. Not pick it. So yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, yeah. So obviously, as you can tell, 2010 well, was stacked. I did have another one, but I'm not positive it came out in this year. It may have been 2009, but the other one would have been um, because I discovered a great big pile of leaves. I discovered Top Shelf Records in this time frame in 2010. Uh, which had so many good releases, but two of them were Gravity Pile of Leaves and also uh, Rooftops, a Forest of Player. Oh yeah, I think Roo- no, I think Rooftops was uh, in this year because I I think that I I wavered on putting it on here, but yeah, Forest of Polarity, that album yeah. is so so good. I just yeah. listened to it recently, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so it's but I you know for me I had to pick Diamond Eyes, but I would say if if that had not come out, it would have been a it would have been a fight between a Gravity Pile of Leaves and rooftops yeah i mean 2010 was i feel like the time when a lot of um a lot of that noodly indie shit was like really starting to mature into its its own sound third wave emo was coming out yeah it's that was that was a good time for that that was when everyone was sort of getting their footing in those genres maps and atlases yeah 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 yeah. there's tons of great stuff that year um yeah okay well then uh 2011 i the list got another obvious one for me but go ahead uh, and I think I, I'm I I have two on mine that I think might be yours, and I won't even say them in case uh, they are yours. Essentially, the two that I was deciding deciding between um, were, and one one of these I know you have no context for. I've talked about it on here, but um, is conversation piece by a band called A Lot Like Birds. I brought them up on here before. It's the worst one. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, as I've probably said, it's progressive post hardcore. Uh, it's got a lot of like old screamo elements mixed with like proggy new or uh, sort of it gets lumped in a lot with like dance Gavin dance but it is definitely a cut above that it's more of like uh, more complex more of a thinking man's dance Gavin dance and that album just for whatever reason at the time just fucked my shit up and I, I loved it and it's another one that I listened to uh, almost constantly but I think the actual big winner if i'm being honest with myself is technically an ep but i count it as an album uh is the first half of the parallax albums by between the buried and me um you would you know that i'm a sucker for prog and that is in my opinion the last release that uh between the buried me really had with the sound that resonated with me and um it also was one of the first like complex prog albums that i started to really dissect the drums on and i uh, like those songs are ingrained in my drum brain forever it's great i love it Go listen to it. Uh, and But I, I do, the two others that I had on this list, uh, I'm thinking maybe where your brain goes. So I want to hear. Mine was obvious because this one, another game changer. Um, what's your guess? My guess is uh, one of the two. I think it's either proper by Into It Over It or Our Color Green. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. I knew it had to be proper. Well, sorry, what was the other one I didn't hear? <laughs> uh, Our Color Green by uh, Glassjaw. Oh, you know, I didn't even put that in there. But it, I mean, it's an EP it, as well. So yeah, but that would have been up there too if I had looked at EPs. I was always looking at albums. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's into it over proper. Another, there's no denying that is a perfect record. That is, while it is technically pop punk, I don't consider it. But it is just the perfect emo pop punk album. I don't think he's ever going to top it. No. I mean, we all know it's the best fucking drums. That drummer Nick. Ah, uh, I mean, so that's, good. As much as I want evan to redo that or you know he's not he's a great artist it's just there's a whole way about him and i have many personal things and i've met him a thousand times and you know blah 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 i have a lot of history with him not personally but you know just in the music scene um 
but I think he's a fantastic artist. And so while he did not stay this path, which I think is totally fine, this is the one that's just, if you had to get rid of his, ca- get rid of his whole catalog, you keep proper in my oh, opinion. Yeah. And I know that's not, I know that's not the most popular opinion because intersections is a great album too. Um, standards is okay. It's not a bad album, um, but proper is where it's at. So it's yeah, I, I agree with that. That start to finish. That's a perfect album. That's like that's that's something that I can say I wouldn't change a thing about if flows perfect. Yeah. It's it, fucking it it's great, man. And I, I agree that like if you think about albums that were sort of, I mean, game changers, if you think about the the subsequent years after proper came out, I feel like there was a fucking huge influx of people essentially trying to make into it over at ripoffs because that oh, album yeah, no. was just I mean, fucking great. I mean, it was a, it was a feat. I mean, he recorded that and. I remember the time. It was a very short time. I want to say less than two weeks. Um, I think it was with Ed Rose, which is a very popular producer. And I think it was one of the last albums Ed Rose did, uh, who was based out of Kansas. And um, it's just what he created there. It opened It opened up a whole new door. I mean, it created so many bands, like you said, a, kind of a define that genre, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly he jumped right out of that because he was on the tail end of doing that sound anyway, because he had been doing the, um, fuck, what was it? The... 52 weeks the all the yeah. EPs he had done before that you know 12 towns like this was kind of the culmination of like all right i've i've created that sound here's the big fucking finish and then he kind of went on to do more uh mature sounding things and i appreciate that but proper it's the one it's like, i mean yeah. and as you already said the drums are the best part well i don't know yeah. they're up there with the best part of the album it's that like it so sounds fun. exactly yeah. like it should the fucking that staccato ass fucking bass drum that he has yeah. is so good in that entire it's, album and but it was just the two of them is the point i mean it was yeah evan did everything besides drums and and it so. and it yeah it's i mean it is oh, through and through yeah so i i, I figured yeah. whenever i put that on here i was like that album has got to be on Griffin's uh, as oh, well. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't yeah, it? exactly. And uh, but Al Keller Green, I I do have a special place for that one, and I thought it yeah, maybe I mean, would that's... pop up on yours. But that was well, when that, we I mean, saw that's... Glassjaw together when they came back. We did. And Our Color Green, you know, the more and more I listen to Glassjaw, I mean, it's still Worship and Tribute is the best, but Our Color Green is still is like right behind Worship and Tribute. I mean, that's that's the yeah. It's such a good EP. I, I mm-hmm. was just ta- I was just talking about that that. Um, while I, I love material control and I love uh, coloring book EP, I mean that like coloring book I, is still good. Yeah. I love all of it, but I think that uh, our color green is like the perfect intersection of worship and tribute era sound glass jaw and like the the them also distancing themselves from it. Um, yeah. So I, I love that EP. But anyway, uh, okay, so moving on to 2012. Um, th- so and this this section of the list actually pretty much 2012. Uh, through 2014 was sort of a weird time for me with music. It was whenever I was uh, in college and I was there, there was a lot of change happening in my life. And I feel like I, I definitely gravitated more towards things that were from my past rather than newer stuff. So my, my lists get a little skimpier around here. Um, 2012, I only had two choices really that came to mind at all. Um, one of them is uh, for anyone that knows me, I don't like rap like at all. I'm not like a rap person. There's a few albums here and there, but uh, this You're year, the big rap guy, yeah, in my, in my crew. So. <laughs> uh, but I'm uh, I'm a fan of Aesop Rock, uh, not ASAP Rocky, 
no no not that couldn't tell you either one of those people so uh i mean it's and yeah it's i feel like it's an artist where if you know you know and if you don't that's fine too uh but he had an album come out that year called skeleton very very good special place in my heart uh it has a lot to do with um my roommate that i still live with now grisha me and him bonded over that album a lot back then but uh the one that stuck with me the most and i've absolutely listened to front to back is uh afterman ascension by coheed and cambria almost put that in there it's so it's so fucking good i did not get into that album until after so that's that fair because i know that that one was a little bit later f- for you and because i remember listening me, to that when it came out and we've talked about this i include those as the same like Afterman, like the whole thing yes um, it's yeah but i mean Afterman does not get enough love and i love that whole fucking double record i mean that is Afterman is like my go-to coheed most of the time i th- and we yeah well, i think we've talked about this before uh privately that i think that Afterman is i'm talking like a skosh below uh good apollo for best coheed oh yeah it's barely yeah, below it's, t- it. it's it's tough because it's good apollo or um silent or three or this i mean it's like there's they all juggle around each other but essentially or uh afterman gets closer and closer towards the top as time it's, goes on yeah it's fucking great they're, and they're all great records i think the only record I do not enjoy uh, by Coheed is no, uh, no World for Tomorrow. And not that because it's bad. It's just like, to me, it's my least favorite. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that uh, that's, uh, that's fair. But I think that Afterman just like, it was at a time when I, I had kind of put Coheed on the back burner and then they oh, came back right whenever I was getting, when I was like fully in the, in the thrust of my prog phase and it was like yeah. super proggy, highly conceptual. Yeah. And I was like, nope, this is it. I fucking love it. And it's, that, that's my shit. It's and and a lot of bands like this and Coheed, even the last Coheed, um, a lot of those records I listen to, I enjoy, but I just have to put them on the shelf until I'm ready for them. Mm-hmm. So Coheed that's is one and of that's my how I am bands. with the with the latest Coheed as well. It's I've yeah. had to I'll I'll be into that in like a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I can't put them on the list. But um, and fuck Coheed was my artist of the decade on Spotify. Oh really? So, I didn't know. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was Co- I was shocked. I was like, well, I guess that, that makes sense because I, I mean, especially a few years ago, I got really heavy back into Coheed um, because they just, they're amazing. So yeah. I can't take that away from him. But I got into Afterman probably a, right after this, uh, Dissension came out. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, it maybe been like eight months after Dissension. And I think it's because we saw them live uh, in Columbus. And I finally got to hear those Afterman songs live. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. these are pretty fucking good. <laughs> like, oh, this and that's rips. when it like cl- that's when it finally clicked. So it wasn't it wasn't too long after they'd come out, but it definitely wasn't within the year that they did. So mm-hmm. I fucked up. Basically, you did. That's, that's but true. the record I'm mine is it doesn't matter because it would have blown it out of the water anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit me. Uh, mostly because this defined a lot because I had, um, I'd been not doing music um, in bands for a long time, and this record kind of brought that out for me and i started a band uh in 2012 and basically forced the guys in that band to listen to this and try to emulate it not i mean we it was one of the things that brought us together to do the band but um it had to be you blew it grow up dude oh i didn't even that wouldn't have even crossed my mind defining record and that record sounds like fucking trash Uh, (laughs) is the worst recorded fucking record um it still pains me to this day but the songs are so good it doesn't matter but it's just a little history that that thing was recorded or that thing was mixed in the back of a van a touring van like in motion on headphones and it sounds like that wow um so i don't know why they went that route because they had a single out terry versus terry versus tory 
um, with a music video and the recording sounded great. And I was like, oh shit. And then the, it really like, cause they had an EP before this that was okay, but uh, we got everybody hyped and then they put the record out and it sounded nothing like that recording. It's still the same songs or same song, but it just like the quality had dropped, but the songs were so good. It didn't matter. Um, I don't know that it completely holds up all the way to 2019. Um, it does f- for me from a nostalgia's sake, but at the time it was that third wave emo stuff that just, it sounded achievable. It was heartfelt. Um, it was fun and it was something, you know, new at the time, at least for me. Yeah. I, I you know, and so, I, I remember it, it's funny cause this album, you know, this is not one that necessarily got me in the same way that it got you. But I mean, I have such distinct memories of the, the album cover and just like you oh, yeah. listening to this. And uh, yeah, that's, I, I out. wouldn't have crossed my mind, but that's a good one. That's see, this is why I'm glad we're doing this. Cause I, I want to go back and re-listen to that now. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, okay. So uh, steam and ride along 2013. Um, I just have, uh, I have three on here that I think are of note. Uh, Sunbather by Deaf Heaven, because uh, that album fucking I, rules. I, I can't put, I can't, I, it does rule, but I got into that later. So That's fair. That okay. Uh, one of Us is the Killer, Dillinger, because pretty much most Dillinger albums in any year they come out are at least going to be in the conversation. Um, and then, but my actual favorite of 2013 is uh, a surprise pick, maybe, but Because the Internet by uh, Childish Gambino. That's some gas, fam, is what that is. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, that was mine. But <laughs> Oh, really? Well. Uh, but I had, I had, it was a toss-up. Okay. Um, sorry, if you're not done, I'll let you go. But, oh, no, I mean, yeah. I, I just, it, it's just, it's funny because, um, because the internet is not an album I should like, it is something that goes against most of the Well, let's, I, hold on, let's comment because you're the one who doesn't like his whole discography and I will take all of it because it's all fantastic. That's true, so, but okay, but to be you're fair- You're not allowed to like it is the point. The only the only <laughs> thing I don't like of Trilish Gambino is uh, Awaken My Love, which I- It's just you, you ain't, you ain't woke fam, you ain't woke. I mean, okay. and, and you're I- definitely not awake, You're definitely not Awaken My Love, I know that. But that is, that is true. Uh, I think that one day I will get into that album, but- um, I mean, I, I like, I, I don't know. It shouldn't be but an album not, that I You're enjoyed. not one for, and it's some, I mean, we're all like this, or we have something like this, but you're, you've never been one to like soul or any kind of R&B stuff anyway. So right. I don't, that's not shocking to me, which on the opposite, I love that stuff. Yeah, so, exa- exactly. Um, it's just, it's not really my, my background, but this album just, yeah. the, the, the fact that it was conceptual, the fact that it was like so oh, perfect it, it's such a cut above any other i mean in my opinion most other rap and mainstream hip-hop that has, has come out ever but it's just like it's yeah. so well thought out well, did it's, you even read did you ever read the script or anything that came with it uh, i've read bits and pieces of it but i never owned the physical yeah. copy i had friends that owned it and stuff and so i've yeah. seen little bits and i've like read bits on um on the internet and shit since then but that's one of the things i've always wanted to do is one day get and i've actually uh, this is the two albums that i've always wanted to get physical copies of for that exact reason is because the internet and um the everglow by may because the everglow is like an interactive album i got them both on vinyl baby i got i got what you need yeah so, okay so the next time in ohio that's what i'm gonna have so to do. yeah because the because the internet comes with the huge fucking script in it so uh, and that's why i love it it's so yeah. it's theatrical it's well thought out it's brilliant it's it's also yeah. like 
probably some of the most emotional and personal rap that i've ever heard especially how much he veils it in like metaphor and bouncing off of other genres and and the the mimicry that he does of other artists to just reflect what he's feeling and going through and his uh sort of like meteoric rise to being in the mainstream of of rap and hip-hop that 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 album's perfect i wouldn't change a thing yeah yeah no it's i mean his decision to release it in december you know was controversial at the time too but that was the perfect time to release it Mm mm-hmm his reasonings because everybody, you know, back from college or home and the feeling you have and this like album matches that. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And it, it's what got me into, um, back into hip hop, at least this style of hip hop, not that he invented it, but it's just like this genre I mm-hmm. prefer more, um, you know, and into like Kendrick Lamar and everything else. Like I prefer that style stuff. That's more story driven. And, um, I guess just has more meaning behind it. I should say, because so much of rap, I just don't care for because, it's, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, but I love stuff like this. So yeah, because of the internet, my other one, which was hard to pick between just because it was just as important was the second, a great big pile of leaves. You're always on my mind. Oh yeah. So, oh, that, that one that's is a fantastic record. Also a fucking great I, album start to finish. Yeah. But I think because the internet, if I, if I, if because the internet had come out earlier in the year, it would have been like, that's the answer. But I just remember because the internet came out so late that like, it was more of a 2014 thing for me. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, and it, it, it probably but, was for me as well, but. And but I listened to it. I mean, I was like day one listening to because of the internet, so I had to pick it because it came out in twenty thirteen. Yeah, but it's t- before that it would have been a great big pile of leaves. Because the internet is one of those albums that every time I listen to it, I mean, I notice another detail. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's so, so layered. I mean, all the videos that came out with it, all the yeah. behind the scenes stuff. I mean, it was just oh, that's how I want music to be. I want that all those different layers and all the different uh, mystery in it. Like that's, that's how music used to be and still can be, but mm-hmm. he found a way, he found a way to do it in this day and age. Now, granted it was six years ago, but um, it's still something that could be done today. And he, he's done that with uh, subsequent releases, but that one would just, I don't think he's going to be able to top that. Yeah. I mean, that's um, uh, yeah, that, that is the pinnacle of, of what yeah. I, th- I feel like his expression. Um, yeah. So yeah, 20, 2013, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the rest of my list to see if there's any other years that I think that we might overlap on. And I don't think there is. I think that was the one that I thought was probably the biggest chance. Um, cause 2014 for me was another, it was a very sort of sparse year, I think. Uh, and I only had two albums that I even really put down to even consider. One was, uh, from parts unknown every time I die. Cause it's sort of also a Dillinger thing where like, if, if every time I die releases an album, it's going to be on my best of at least. Um, but the actual 2014 for me is uh, Pink Lemonade by Closure in Moscow, which I just talked about uh, an episode or two ago. Um, I, I pretty much explained the whole thing then. If you need to get a little refresher, go back, check that episode out. But it's it's very sort of uh, progressive post-hardcore mixed with like Mars Volta, mixed with some Frank Zappa, and it's it's all over the place. And it's it is like my bread and butter for the type of music that I listen to. It's also a concept album. I fucking love concept albums. I've said it a million times. Um, and I, I always recommend people. It, I mean, it, the Closure on Moscow is such an overlooked band. Uh, they always have been, and they sort of do things their own way. So if you haven't listened to it, uh, anyone, just, just go listen to any of their releases, the EP or either of the full lengths. They're all different, but Pink Lemonade is absolutely my 2014. None of those were mine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I knew. I figured both of those would probably not be uh, quite on your final cut list. No, and mine are both obvious. Well, let me pick the one that I wish I could pick because it came out this year, but I didn't get into it. This came out in October. I didn't get into it until February of the following year. Um, but I wish I could pick Betty Who's 
Take Me When You Go, her first full length, because that mm. was the fucking one for me. Uh, but I can't. So in 2014, there are two obvious ones. Um, and I know the one I need to pick, but it's hard. But I'll start with the one that I'm not going to pick, which would be Pianos Become the Teeth, Keep You. Yeah, God, that was that almost got on my list because I fucking love that album. That fucking, that was another, I mean, a lot of minor game changers for me. Like, uh, these are albums that I remember the ones I'm picking are ones that I remember feeling a certain way and that feeling stuck with me. And that's yeah. how I like music to, to move me. So it's, it's like when you say the Dillinger ones or the every time I die ones, like I don't, while I like those, I didn't get the feeling. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not because they're bad. I still listen to them. I would say they're great and put them in my list somewhere, but it's like, what's the one that like made me stop yeah. what I was doing. And I remember when they released the single uh, for keep you, which would have been repine. And just, I remember like texting Matt or whatever and being like, fam, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> because it was such a departure from what they were doing before. They were oh, more yeah. screamo and they, I mean, they're still great, but I, they weren't a band that I was like, yeah, they're coming out with a new album. It's like, oh, I'll check it out when it, after it comes out, this really did it. And s- since then, and their live show, I mean, like th- there's, it's a very important record to me. Um, so it's up there, but I think the one I have to pick because it's one that I, and even based on my plays, uh, cause they came out right around the same time. Um, It'd have to be Tiger's Jaw Charmer. Uh, for oh, me. I and forgot how much you liked that album. I remember that. I now. fucking love that album. And it's besides one song, there's one song that the drummer sings on that they should have never fucking let him do. <laughs> um, it's awful. And he's not even in the band anymore. But, um, you know, I'd never liked Tiger's Jaw before that. And I still don't really because I don't like I don't like how they, the singer sounded. It was just it was it was awful. But once Charmer came out, they figured out their sound and they've since done that. Um, you know, there's second record or the record after this spin one of my favorite records too it didn't make it on the list because other of the next 2017 because other albums came out but um i just it has to be if you look at my last fm it's like you like tiger's draw charmer it's the only <laughs> album you listen to and I'm like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> but it was definitely right it was neck and neck with keep you it's just i feel like tiger's draw i don't know like that was such a surprise for me because i did not like that band at all and it was another thing where they released a single and i was like oh shit this they've changed how they sound and it's more my speed and i think it's more i think that i think that record has influenced me as a musician more than probably pianos become the teeth did because while we did use that as influence for like videl and some other bands like i think me personally tiger's jaw that record like changed more of my style so yeah i can see that when i think of those two uh they both bring you to mind but tiger that specific tiger's draw album makes me think more it's such a good album i don't know if anybody really likes as much as i do but it's such a good album i mean i I feel like they they probably do i mean tiger's draw is a that's a big ass band i mean comparatively to a lot of now but i mean like i don't know if that's everybody's favorite because i remember it had it was kind of lukewarm for i mean longtime fans weren't a huge fans of the departure but i think now I don't know. It's just every song, but, but that one the drummer's on is great. And same thing with Keep You. So it's neck and neck, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Tiger's Draw. That's, I, I, I like that. That's, uh, all right. Keeping me on my toes. Uh, I'm trying to. Well, well, 2015 is, uh, is an easy one for me. I literally, I didn't even have to look this year. I just knew right off the bat, wrote one thing down, and that was it. And that is, uh, Act Four by the Deer Hunter. And, <sighs> <laughs> i am the biggest fucking deer hunter fan and i i've i've t- I definitely are. touched on this a bit on the pod and i won't go too much into it but but essentially uh as you know i love concepts i love concept bands and i think that um musicianship wise there are very few bands in the genres that i frequent that have anything close to what uh, casey crescenzo does for the deer hunter i mean that man is obviously 
uh, my complaints with him as I've seen him live is that he he comes off as kind of a fucking prick. But I I will bit, say a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you you have seen him on yeah. on at least one of those occasions with me. Um, but I have I have seen him other times, and he rubs me the wrong way on on that level. But in terms of just the music and and the story, um, it is fucking incredible. And, and Act Four, uh, I actually kind of attribute to that was whenever I came out of me being like my weird college years and me being like, okay, it's time for me to really like get fully back into where I, I want to be with music and new releases and, and, and things. And, um, that album is great. He had taken, um, I think around five to six years off from his, his, uh, story concepts, uh, for the band. And he sort of very, very quietly, uh, announced that he was going to bring it back with act four and he, he fucking released it. And it's, it's, so the album is all over the place. I mean, if you've ever listened to the Deer Hunter, you know. I mean, it's very. It has very uh, orchestral parts. It has um, parts that are sort of leaning towards like emo, and and parts where you can still hear bits of uh, like Receiving End of Sirens, the band he was in before. And this album just has every every part of the Deer Hunter sound wrapped into one. And um, it's. I mean, it's perfect for me. It's every every single song is great. Uh, the the concept, that specific chunk of the story is great. The way the tracks flow, um, everything about it. And I I've actually everyone that I've ever showed this album that has listened to it uh, like thoroughly enough to have an opinion on it has all loved it. It is just Act Four. That's the one. That's it. What, what I'm really saying is you're you. That's you, another you wrong answer. Get into the deer hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. I'm the one who listened to Act One, and I remember jamming that down in our old neighborhood in Texas. Like, I, I want to like it because I'm I'm more of a receiving in the Sirens fan. But um, yeah, I mean, well, we we that receiving in the Sirens album is tight, tight, tight. Yes, but I just there's something about it that just seems it's my problem with most prog, and it's just because it's not really my thing fully. I like do like prog, but it's like some of it just seems so unfocused and just like too much for the sake of too much. So. Yeah. Sometimes and that's how it there's there's uh, i will i mean most prog is guilty of that but i think that act four yeah. trims away the fat and it is perfect you might be right i mean I, yeah i just i it's not one I, I couldn't even tell you a song off there so i can't have an opinion yeah. other than i've seen him live and he didn't make me want to like his music that so is, why should I, I he mean, so. yeah <laughs> boy howdy does he not want you to like his music <laughs> yeah so i'm just like okay well thank you um mine's not one you're gonna pick and i don't even know if you know the band um but as I mentioned, I got into um, I got really into synth synth pop in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was just what I was looking for. Um, I tried to start a band with that. It didn't work out. But I you know started writing synth music. Um, got into Betty Who. Got into Kiza. Got into so many artists. But the one that stuck with me the most, mostly because they're a full band, um, and I wish I could put their previous record in 2013, but I didn't get into them. But I would have if I did but the band is super humanoids oh yeah i've heard of them but i do not know enough to consider myself a fan the album is do you feel okay and is it good (laughs) i mean i have a song the first song i heard by them and i remember i think it was on npr to be honest with you um was the third track called norwegian black metal (laughs) tight (laughs) great song doesn't sound like norwegian black metal but it was enough of an intrigue to be like okay like let me check them out and i was hooked immediately um I, they haven't really put out anything since then, and I don't know why because they were really good. But um, they're they have some EPs, but they're 
two full lengths, Exhibitionist and Do You Feel Okay, the last one. Um, while very similar, the first one, they had more of a, a male singer with female, like they kind of went back and forth. It was like dual vocals. And then on the second album, Do You Feel Okay, he's gone and it's just the girl. But they're both good, but it's like, I don't know, they're the same band, but like you're getting two different flavors of that band. So yeah. uh, depending on the mood I'm in, but they're both great albums from start to finish. So if you like any kind of synth pop stuff, this one's a little more um, dark, I should say. That's um, right up my alley. Yeah, it's it's not it's not happy at all. So it's it's more darker synth pop, which I like them. I like more too. Uh, I go back and forth, but um, looking at the for fans of, I mean, it's very accurate. So um, check that out because it is very good. I that's my, uh, that's probably favorite going to be on repeat for me tomorrow because I I I don't I've like like I said I, I feel like I've, I know I've seen this band name. I had no idea what kind of music they played, uh, and I didn't have any context for if they were even worth listening to or not. But uh, I'm fucking stoked because you know that I've sort of late to yeah. the game, not heavily, but I I dabble in some synth pop now. So this will be good for me to kind of go back and um, get a little bit yeah, of a refresher. It doesn't sound like Pale Waves, but if you like Pale Waves, that's enough of an entry point to get into it. Yeah, so. and that's, I do like Pale Waves. Uh, so that is my 2015 pick. Well, 2016 is another easy. Well, it was it was easy for me to narrow it down to one. two. Uh, oh, this is a hard one. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm sure there'll that I would assume there's a clear winner, but there's a hard one. It's a hard one for me. I will assume that we at least probably at least one of my two. Is I on hope your ours list. is the same because this is. I'll be very disappointed if it's not. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I guess I, I don't know. It depends. I guess now looking at it, there's one that I is obvious. I think you'll pick. But there's one that's obvious that I know we've talked about before, so I don't know. Well, it's pro- I, I remember, you're probably I remember thinking discussing, of both of mine that I put down. Uh, so I know, and I, I know, we, I know, we discussed this one that I'm thinking of in a way that was like you should pay, you should pay attention, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, well, okay, so ahead. so the one that I I want, you know, I it was close, but uh, the number two for me that year, just barely. Any other year would have been number one. I think is American Football Two. Um, that's the one, baby. That's, uh, that's the one. I mean, that's the one. It's, it's perfect. It's another perfect album. L- LP two. Uh, get rid of all their other shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, li- I mean, LP2. you could tell me I could never hear another American football song again outside of LP two, and I'd be fine with that. That it's just it was such a you know we all liked American football and we knew the influence they had. I mean, never meant will go down as one of the best memes and also one of the best. <laughs> songs. Um, but we didn't know how bad it was until we got LP two. Yeah, you you had <laughs> because... no frame of reference until then. It, it's almost unlistenable at this point, <laughs> just because LP2 is so fucking fantastic. I mean, so it's it just had to be. I remember sitting in my living room at the townhome with you and just being like, "Fam, have you heard this yet?" Because I was not expecting it to be this. It's and so I remember sitting good. down and just like putting on the background. And I remember you were like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." And I think like a month later, you were like, "Fam, have you heard that album?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly because it was like it wasn't even on it my out. it wasn't even on my radar at the time necessarily no. because i was as you said you know like yeah whatever american football and all these bands make comebacks and i also thought yeah. these dudes are like you know 40 i don't know if this is gonna yeah. like i don't know if they'll be able to hit me on the same notes and and it's perfect it's everything yeah. that sound should have been from the beginning uh it's fucking great and yeah. i lp2 is the one it's definitely the so, so that that was my number one, but I do want to discuss what your number one. Is, uh, yeah, I is. Uh, well, I will say American football is definitely what I listened to the most that year. But if I, if I'm just being honest yeah. with myself, um, the obvious number one for me is Low Teens. Every time I die, uh, yes, that would that was it was tough. Well, I have two others too, but um, 
I don't know. I feel like, well, for me, low teens probably would have been three if I'm being honest. Cause I feel, I think my second one, I didn't really start listening to until 2017. So I feel like I have to pull it out. That, so that's fair. Make low teens. Too. Uh, I mean, the lo- the I low mean, teens, low teens what, what even album, needs to be so. said? I mean, I think that pretty much everyone at this point has come to terms with the fact that low teens is the best every time I die album. If you're looking at a sheer quality perspective, um, it's i would i would agree that it's probably the best it's not my favorite but it's probably the best i, I yeah correct so if if yeah. i have i also have a master ranking and, that, list and that's of, saying that's saying like it's number two or three for me is what i'm saying yes yeah it's yeah hard for me to, it, it's hard for me to pick between gutter phenomena and hot damn and that just because they're all such good the, songs, this so this like, gets the edge for me over gutter only because gutter is recorded like it was in a gutter uh but I know, but it's just so fucking. But it, it, hits. it I know it hits. I actually just spo- <laughs> and I spoke with my brother I hated about it when this it came too. out. I hated it when it came out. I hated Go to Phenomenon, and then like two years after it came out, I was just like, well, let's just put that on. And I'm like, fam, these riffs. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it is Riff City. It is. But it came out. It came out right around the time when that Southern Metal bullshit was like the trend. So I was over it. Yeah, I was just fucking over that. And it just, I don't know, it took a minute for it to really hit. Maybe it took for uh, Big Dirty to come out for me to be like, well, go to Phenomenon. Yeah, it's, but uh, you're right. It, it's <laughs> fucking Riff City. And, but I think that, that Low Teens gets the But Low Teens is just, yeah, it's just, it's the best songwriting they've ever done. And, I mean, and the fact that, like, it, it was such a, you know, as, like, you know, them being my favorite band. And for them to put out that album that late in their career and me just realize, like, because that, that's solidified, I think, for them. Like, okay, we can do this as long as we want to because we can still write the best yeah. music of our lives. And, like, that that's all i need even for the my teasers even the teasers are doing now at 40 they're fucking riffs yeah i know so, it, we both have them tattooed on our body so like we can't not love them but it's just yeah it's it's incredible that they're the kings of what they do and it's it's unfair yeah i mean so well so yeah so <laughs> yeah. 2016 was easy for me because you know those two albums i'm like yeah well those are like those are both probably my top 15 albums of all time so easy money yeah, yeah so that that was a good pick. The other one I had on here was TTNG Disappointment Island. Uh, oh. I fucking love that record. Um, but I feel like I didn't really heavily get into it until the next year um, or maybe even just late into 2016. Cause I remember it came out. I liked it, but like I didn't appreciate it until later. Um, but the other one was Deftones Gore came out their last album, yeah. um, which I really love that record, but I don't think it beats American football or low teens. Just, it was a good record, but like those records were definitely over that. Yeah. So it'd be three or four depending on, where you put i'll have to i'll have to go back and listen to disappointment island because i've uh i mean so good i've listened uh, you know because of you i've been a ttng fan from the the very first self-titled but uh, you know and i i actually really liked uh fucking 13 point whatever but that that one you see that and that one's my least favorite to be honest and it's i mean it's my least favorite of the three but i still like it i just but i think because of that i never went back and got in to whatever came after so i've never i think listened straight oh, yeah. through to disappointment island oh disappointment island is so fucking depressing uh, <laughs> lyrically it's some of their i mean it's definitely their best music and uh i'm very excited to see what they're going to do i mean they've been touring off the reunion of animals because they got the original singer to tour on that they've done the acoustic version of animals yeah so they really been, uh, you know, beating that one into the ground. But Disappointment Island, I think, is their best work. It just, it's the best riffs, the best songwriting, best drums. I mean, lyrically, vocally, like it. There's songs on there that just make you just fucking. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like, but it's all said through his like, you know, British vocals that are just don't sound depressing. But if you actually analyze the lyrics, it's just like, well, fuck, man. Yeah. Um. So I I love that album. I and I'm I gonna just, I feel I'm like go back and listen. I got to into it. it a little later. Yeah, I and you know honestly, just uh, even anytime I bring up like TTNG, I mean, I 
I will say that when I think of songs that define huge like swaths of my life, uh, 26 mm-hmm. is Dancier Than 4 is probably like one of the That's most iconic songs that I've ever heard ever. But we all know it's we all know what it really is, though. Come on. What? Come on. What the real TTNG song is. Uh, what I don't know. What is yours? Because that's mine. How, what the fuck? It? No, it's uh, well, it's all out of order, so I can't remember the name of the song anymore. Is it Chinchilla? Oh yeah, oh, that's true. Chinchilla is probably yeah. That Hold uh, on, off off animals. That's probably uh, the one. Oh, let me turn this down. I want to see if this is the right one because the, the original track order had Chinchilla first. But I yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's Chinchilla. It's chin- <laughs> <laughs> it is Chinchilla. Chinchilla. The original track order for Animals had Chinchilla first. The whole every, everything was in a different order, and I wish I don't know. I can't remember what that is. I need to go back to my iTunes to find it. Um, I don't know if because it leaked differently, but you know, once it started going to streaming stuff years later, like the Pig became the first track, which is a good track. But no, Chinchilla is how you open an album. That fucking drum. Yeah. Fucking beat. That's that's I mean, true. Actually, I Twenty Six is Dancing the Four is great, but like it's. Ooh, chinchilla it's chinchilla baby the, the other the other song found that i always think of though is i'll take the minute snake on 13 point whatever because oh, yeah. it that that song just yeah. has that part where he like completely sounds like he dropped his hi-hat while he was playing it and it's so fucking <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah it's all oh, but now i'm looking at disappointment island and just oh god there's no there's no eye in time <sighs> well fine uh, whatever whenever. i'll listen to it jeez ooh, ooh consoling ghost oh <laughs> uh Come on. well god damn uh well okay so Moving into a year that uh, I think at first I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if I have like a, a really strong choice. And then I, I got down to brass tacks and I realized there was a clear favorite. And we, we might have we might have the same one this year. At least it could be in the discussion. Um, wh- I don't know. Ones I mean, that didn't quite make the me. cut. We're looking at uh, Material Control, Glassjaw. We're looking course, at that was that was my uh, honorable mention for sure. Yeah, because I mean it's 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 great. It's once again Glassjaw came out in December. It, exactly, it came so out at the it, end of the year, yeah. and you know Glassjaw yeah. is always going to be in the conversation. Uh, two parts Viper. I've yeah. talked about that album many many times. Yeah, I fucking love that good, album, yeah. but it's yeah. not enough to take the crown. Uh, the other one that's worth mentioning is Science Fiction by a Brand New came out that year. And while it is not, oh, it, it did. It's, That's a good record. I forgot about that record. Yeah, it's not my favorite brand new, but it's probably it's it's up there though. I really like science fiction, but it just it didn't I have did the the staying power that some of the other stuff did. So I couldn't couldn't say it was oh, my sure. number one. Um, but if we're looking at, uh, like it's I no said, devil and God, let's be, we've, we've had this debate many a times, but it's no devil and God. So. Well, that's, that's true. And actually in recent years, I mean, I, I don't know what I was, why I was trying to convince myself for so long that devil and God wasn't the best or my favorite, but I, it is absolutely the best and absolutely my favorite now. <laughs> and I saw, I saw, so briefly, I used to hate it too, uh, because I was a big Deja guy because mm-hmm. that's when that came out, that was, I was in the time frame. I saw him live play that. It was, you know, another thing that was like, Oh shit, this band. Wow. I still hate your favorite weapon. I know everybody likes that record, but I'm so over it now. It's, it's just, it's just too immature for me. I get what it did at the time. And if I'd been into it at the time, but it's just, it's not for me. Um, I appreciate it, but not for me. Deja was great. And it took me years to get into devil and God. Cause I got into Daisy before I got into devil and God. And when it finally clicked and it probably was around the 2010 2011 time frame right after daisy came out fuck it fucked me up i mean that defined i mean that record and um uh fuck the second uh the second city's burn why can't i think of what it's called oh um come now sleep yeah come now sleep those are the two records i listened to the most when writing the last history's history mm. ep yeah because I listened to that for a month, spent two weeks, wrote those, wrote that EP and recorded it. 
um, those two records were what I was really into. So, um, when somebody debates that like devil and God is not the one, I'm like, fam, it is the one. I mean, it is it's, that album <laughs> is, is the... I think that if we're, if, if I'm looking back and not that, not that this is a can of worms that I need to open, but if I'm looking back at albums from like 2000 to 2010, that are probably, if you're looking at overall quality, like not just your favorites, what is the actual best? I mean, devil and God's got to be up there. That album is a, absolutely timeless. It's so good. And me and Morgan got to see it live. I'm so jealous of that. I can't believe I fucking it. It was so good. Granted, I was like a football field away from them, but it was still so fucking good. Um, Uh, I mean, now they're canceled. Now they're canceled, but. That's that's true. Uh, Well, and (laughs) I think that's why a lot of people probably forgot that science fiction came out the year. But but, so that wasn't quite enough to crack the top spot. Uh, But if, yeah, the the easy victory for me once I started thinking about it was uh, After Laughter, Paramore. That fucking album is. Oh, you know, that. I did not write that down, but it it was a great album, bro. That right. that's I mean that that is besides uh fucking brand new eyes. That's my favorite Paramore. After laughter is so good. Yeah, bra- brand new eyes is my favorite Paramore. That is not up for debate. Yeah, that's so. that's true. You can't. I mean, they're not going to touch that because that's that's, that's just straight facts, baby. That's just straight facts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's like the sound that I want out of them. And you know, I I was yeah. it, it's they always refer to it as their their fucking angstiest album, and it is. It's so aggressive. It's heavy. Oh, it's it great. Is. But after laughter is, I I yeah, love that right. start. Yeah, to that, that was a great. You're right, and I did I did wear that one out. Um, I almost put. Um, I tried not to repeat bands so much when I was doing this because I would have put Betty Who the Valley mm. on this, but it, even then it would have been the most listened to or the most impactful to me. It was movements feel something really fucking yes that record still to this day I didn't realize how much of an impact it had on me till probably a year later because I just, I didn't realize how much I'd listened to it, but just movements is always a band. I'm just, I'm when their EP came out, I was such a huge fan. This came out. It was such a growth. I'm excited to see them. They're young. They're, I don't know. There's they have such a good energy to them. They're only a four piece. They, they're all great at what they're doing. Yeah. Each individual person, like they're on the, they're on the fast track to, you know, be huge. And that was just such a good record. And at the time and in retrospect, I mean, it's just, I I, I never thing. gave I've never given anything by movements a fair shake like I am very tangentially aware oh. of them but it's like it has never been something that I've listened to extensively but like may, maybe it's time that's that's a pretty something. good recommendation it a, it's a great title for that I mean it definitely it'll make you feel something I mean, it's <laughs> it's you know their earlier their earlier EP which I really loved and um, especially the opening track on that um, it was more of the hardcore style of talking there's some screaming and a little bit of like the scream singing mm-hmm. um but he did like the talking portions that that all got kind of cut up and it's gone and feel something is like a straight just great rock kind of post hardcore record mm, i love that it's, they they did it right and i'm very excited for the new one uh, that would be in my anticipated ones for next year but um yeah if you never listen to it try it now and see what you think yeah. because it is a fantastic record i think me and your brother even had this conversation too he likes it. He, yeah and i know I, I know that he definitely loves them as well and i guess like i said it's just they've always been a band that i'm aware of I, i've like had no reason not to like them i've just never dived into it but that is the other thing i will be listening to this week uh i'm gonna fucking yeah. blare that um that's yeah. that's exciting I, I need to go back I need to go back to After Laughter though because that I forgot all about that that was that year because I did I did wear that one out. I and you know what I actually that that album in addition to being one that me and my girlfriend Brianna are we love and can listen to together for you know days on end it also specifically makes me think because of 
uh one of my favorite fucking memories is when it came out we played it um on the way to pittsburgh to go see coheed play good apollo uh when me and you and grisha oh, i did i did make you guys listen to yeah that. grisha was asleep <laughs> in the back seat and me and you just listened to paramore the whole way to pittsburgh and i yeah. was that and i always yeah, associated with that now and like that was such a good time uh i love that trip yeah, i love that, that concert then. that was so after laughter is fucking money well, you're fucking welcome yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's all about you <laughs> Um, I wish I had thought of it. I mean, it, it wouldn't have beaten out movements for me just as far as staying power goes. But um, yeah, it, you're right. It would be it would be my probably my number two for sure. Yeah, I mean it, that. Yeah, that yeah. Album fucking rips. Um, yeah. And the, but, so now now we get into 2018, and and you know what? If I'm honest, I feel like 2018 was stacked. 2018. <laughs> it was, and I, I broke it down to two. I didn't even write the other ones down. I'm like, all right, there were two albums that happened in 2018 that are still to this day and changed it. You know, the, these are the memories I'm trying to go back to of like, what was that year? Yeah. And it's, I, st- I could write down probably 10 or 15 albums, but I wrote down two. I, yeah, so I, ha- I, I had, have, to... I, there's a clear winner. But this the the one I want to the other one I really want to pick too. I, I had I had four that I that I wrote down uh, because and that was again like you said being conservative because there was about a trillion and actually yeah. if anyone follows me on my personal Instagram I have a post um, that I made for I never uh, it was actually sort of the start of my idea for doing this whole podcast was I made a list of my favorite albums from 2018 because it was such a good year for it but the four that I narrowed it down to I'll start with the two that. Um, didn't quite get into the they're right there uh one of them is time and space by turnstile i'm not a big i wasn't a big turnstile guy but uh time and space is fucking great from start to finish and i'm i love skateboarding and that album is fucking heavily steeped in skate culture as well as um hardcore culture it would be on it it would be on a Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then, I, and I also, Hawk, yeah. I saw them that year. They they opened as part of their time and space, you know, uh, uh, tour, and they they opened for Every Time I Die. And I so I saw them and Every Time I Die at a show together at Paper Tiger in San Antonio. And it was their performance was, I mean, unlike most other bands I've ever seen in person or on video for that matter. Um, so Time and Space is great. Um, another one that I was really into uh, during the year, but I think I've since sort of pumped the brakes on a little, but I love it, is Empty Black by the band Greyhaven. It's essentially Every Time I Die mixed with Norma Jean, yep. mixed with a little bit of its own Louisville, Kentucky flair. Um, very, very, very good album. Um, I don't think that band will ever take off the way that they should, but... Uh, that album is is great start to finish. Um, uh-huh. And then if we get down to the two, which I would assume these have got to be two that you are looking at as well, uh, is Arbiter by Hope's Fall, and then my favorite is You Won't Get What You Want by Daughters. One of those is in mind. Well, I, I mean, okay, Arbiter had to be in it for you. <laughs> well done. <laughs> it had to be. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> no, but let's talk about Daughters before we talk about that. Uh, that's true. Uh, da- Daughters, Daughters was not in my list of the two um there's a different one uh but i do that daughter's record i will say i love it just it didn't it was one i it's it's not one that i kept replaying yeah not because i didn't want to it's just something came before yeah that's that's fair uh i i think that fantastic record for for me with with daughters um that was uh I feel like that was a shift again it's an album that i will look back on for years now to think of in terms of being like it pushed me to finally give in to really exploring a lot of areas like nooks and crannies of music that 
I had just been sort of apprehensive to get into before, um, a lot of noise stuff. And I mean, Daughters is the best example of, of so many different genres and styles and things coming into one. But I, th- I think that, um, when I look at probably anything on this list, even things coming from 2019, when I look at an album that I have to look at from a pure objective standpoint of like, what is the best quality album that came out in this time? For me, it's, you won't get what you want because I think that Uh it's, I mean, it's special. It, It very rarely do bands get a chance to make an album like that. And to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, 2010 was also self-titled daughters. If we're going back to the beginning Uh of the decade, which is also great, but um, you won't get you what you want is just, it's perfect. And also knowing what it has done both for them and also um, a lot of these artists that they are now champions of, which uh, we'll touch back on that again. in once we get to 2019 stuff actually, but um it's just it's great i mean and there's i know so many people that would have never ever ever even thought about listening to not only just daughters but anything even remotely in this frame of music and they are fans of you won't get what you want and it it found a way to resonate with so many people including myself um did you see them last night too no i didn't uh because i I i've been feeling a bit yeah i've been feeling a bit under the weather i was supposed to go and at the last minute i just i couldn't do it i was not at a hundred percent uh and grisha grisha had bought tickets and he i told him he had never been to grisha's my roommate if i haven't mentioned on the pod before uh but he had decided that he was still going to go and he had never been to a show by himself in his entire life we realized and i was like you know what this will be a great one for you to go experience by yourself um so i missed them but i did see them i I saw them earlier in the year anyways and um i mean daughters is is definitely another band that's in like probably my top 10 maybe my top five bands of all time and that album is just uh, that's it i mean it's it is of such a high quality that i think the bar has been raised for all bands going forward (laughs) No, I mean it's a great record. I agree. It'll be hard to top. Um, but that's okay. So now, now I need to know. I, I knew so, Arbiter. So is by that your number? Is, is that your? Is that your number one? That's my number one. Daughters, the Daughters okay. is my number okay. one. I mean, this is look at. Let's look at 2010. It's Deftones <laughs> and 2018. It's fucking. It's Hope's Fall. Like these are these are my fucking bands. It's true. So. <laughs> it had to be. I mean, we've already talked about it in I think our very first episode. Mm-hmm. Um. This record, Arbiter, is just, it is the perfect fucking record. Perfect Hope's Fall record. It hits all the right notes. They came back fucking swinging. They did it the way they wanted to do it. Um, it's, it is Hope's Fall. So if I'm going to tell a band, if I'm going to tell somebody to listen to Hope's Fall for the first time, I'd probably steer them towards this because it is just the perfect Hope's Fall Absolutely. Record. While Satellite Years, I, I love all the records. You know, they all have a different meaning. But this is all, this is just, you know, the mashup of everything they've done. Um, and it had to be Arbiter. I mean, you go through my plays on any platform and it's like fam you like Arbiter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true so it had to be that so i don't have to go into that you know me you know i love hope's fall listen to that record it's perfect um another one i've talked about before and this is a close second they're just two different genres but pine groves skylight mm, yeah great yep. fucking record fantastic record it's that's a band i mean they're doing it right it's a band that me and my wife are now traveling to other cities to see. I mean, there are, there are fish at this point is what we determined. <laughs> um, like they are just so good. They're so good live. Like it's such good music and it's, it's anybody can enjoy it. And it's just genuine, I think is my re- reason I really like it. Um, so if you like any kind of folksy emo ish, 
you know, singer songwriter stuff. I mean, Pine Grove is where it's at, and they're they're on the huge fucking climb oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are on a big one, and and I'm going to talk about it in the next segment. But uh, I'm very excited for their new one. Um, it is. I mean, as soon as that went up, it was like I could not click the pre order button fast enough. So, um, if if Hopeful hadn't come out, it'd be Pine. Well, I mean, and I think that goes to show. I mean, the, if, for anyone that knows you and knows uh, how much you love both Hopes Fall and Arbiter specifically, I mean, for Pine Grove to even come close to that shows that that's a great fucking album. It's just, it's perfect. I mean, it's in a different way than Arbiter. I mean, Arbiter is what I was waiting for. So it had to be Arbiter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been waiting years for Arbiter. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I, I needed, if Hopeful never does another record, I needed that closure on that band to be like, all right, we're still the Kings. And they did. And the, yeah. So. They f- Pine Grove's just a great new artist that I'm so excited to see, you know, they're, they're going to hit that next level. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. Well, okay. So, so that takes us, that takes us through a decade of time. And I think that, um, I mean, there. I I like that yours did start with Deftones and end with Hope's Fall because I think that is very in, indicative of, of it had you. To. Uh, yeah, but it's. I mean, it's you know, like I said, for me, this was a decade full of transformative shit, and I feel like this year mm-hmm. is, uh, while maybe not, there's not as. I feel like looking back uh, at all the albums that I listened to this year, there's maybe not as many that will rank on the all time list as high as other years. Uh, this is also probably the year that I've had, I think, the most um, sort of discerning palette in terms of what I was listening to and how I, um, how it stuck with me and how I was sort of breaking it down. So this was really good to go into 2019 sort of with that in mind. Um, and I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, our top 10 from the year. Um, and I will, I will let you go ahead and kick it off. You can go 10 through one and, and hit me. Feel free okay. to talk about them as much or as little want- as you like. I want to guess. I mean, I want. We're not. I want to wait. You can write down yours. You can guess what mine is and keep it to yourself. But I want to guess what yours is Get for album of the year. Yeah. Album oh of the year. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's. Yeah, I think uh, I, th- that's true. I'm gonna. I've got mine in my mind. What I think yours is. So you and I think you'll probably know what mine is. But we'll we'll see. Yeah. Well. Um. Hold on. I had to pull up the list so i wrote i basically wrote i did all this uh i just wrote it out on my ipad like all the all the albums like that, that i came out this year that we ones we talked about ones we hadn't just ones i know that like i've, I've listened to repeatedly mm-hmm. um so i got to about 20 of them and had to narrow that down yeah that was um, that was pretty much what i did as well and this shouldn't be surprising for me if you know me but um it was hard. the 10th one is the one I debated on. And I think I'm going to land on, and this, I, this is what I think your number one is, but my, my number 10 is knock loose. Okay. A different shade of blue. Don't tell me anything, but I felt like that would be your number one, but that is my number 10. Um, my number nine is tiny moving parts. Breathe. Mm-hmm. My number eight is cloud kicker unending. Okay. My number seven is corn. The nothing. Um, great record (laughs) (laughs) don't don't forget still a great record still great record my number six is he is legend white back okay uh my number five is copeland blushing Mm, okay i did not expect that to be as high as that is oh god it's such a it is a good album i mean side note for a band to come as far as they have and sound like this now (laughs) that's true good for them uh good job um and number four is uh and i'll take a side note because i don't really ever talk about talk about her except for this episode but betty who's album betty uh she's independent now this is the first album by you know without her label um she's she's 
written her own song since the beginning and you know her transformation one she's one of the best live performers i've ever seen i've seen her three times now it's such a blast to see her and see how far she's come and how she's doing this all on her own and just i mean she's getting she's huge in her way and i mean it's just it's she's on such an up climb and i i hope it stays at that trajectory um but you know like her first album was very 80s the second one was very 90s and this this one was very 2000s pop so it's interesting to see her take all these sounds and kind of make them her own so i'm, I'm curious to see what what her next thing would be you, you know one of these days um, i think does. i'm going to i'm going to really I, like i i respect the fuck out of betty who and i have nothing against her i've just once again never fully listened to it one of these days i'm gonna fucking get into that shit uh, you once you do i mean once it hits it's just it's there i mean even matt you know he came to a show with me too i mean once it hits betty's where it's at <laughs> and follow her on social media she's just a fun person she's down to earth tall fucking drink of water australian um but yeah so i had to put her on mm-hmm. the list and it's a great album um it's not my favorite by her but it's a great album it's worthy of a slot on this list so um so that's four um and really one through three were really easy for me okay um to pick so um number three is dark spring uh, more than suffering we talked about that wow. album, i think when matt was on i'm surprised i didn't think it would uh, be that high but okay i wore that record out it's just what i wanted they're local or to Cleveland, I should say. Um, but it just, after thinking about it, it was like, yeah, I mean, that's that's the one. And granted, I didn't do EPs on this. Um, so there, some other things could have been on here if we thought about it. But the next one is, and I talked about recently, but it's just, I can't, it's great music. Uh, that Somos record, Prison on a Hill. Wow. Like, it has, it's my number You two. were playing that whenever I was in Ohio. You had that on the car. And yeah. I was, I mean, it was and, great. It yeah, was fucking no, great. It's, so that's, it had to be my number two just because it's, it hits. Um, as far as music goes and number one if you know what it is now because i haven't said it yet you have to know what it is yeah i believe so but it's the early november lilac um i've always been a huge ace center fan we've already talked about this so go back to the episode we talked about lilac but just this is this is classic griffin this is perfect this is me this is everything i wanted him to come back and do especially early november wise or any of his other projects like this is the culmination it's a perfect record start to finish the more I listen to it, the more I like it. The more I hear uh, things he's done as a producer that are just so interesting. And, you know, it's cool that it was him. So it's just, yeah, it had to be early November for ah, me. That, okay, so, so I, I here's, what, here's what I'll say. In my mind, I narrowed it down between three choices that were all in your top ten, but uh, two of them were lower than I thought. And I guess I just – that you you had some other shit come out of left field that I didn't think of. But I I thought it was either going to be early November, Corn, or uh, He is Legend. I thought it would be one of those three. Well, you're not you're not wrong. So let me read off the ones that, I, that, weren't, even, that weren't on the yeah. top ten just so as a um, – I put Slipknot in there. It would not be anywhere. It'd probably be 20 if I had it, since I have a list of other 10 here. Um, just because I think it, it's not an awful record, but um, it's listenable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bon Iver, I, I. Um, I put Norma Jean, uh, Car Bomb. Uh, one record I haven't talked about, uh, but my wife really likes, JSOM. Uh, I don't know how to say the title, so she's going to yell at me, but Anako, I think. Um, great record. Um, and she's going to hate me for that. But, <laughs> uh, and uh, I put down Pool Kids, Music to oh, Practice, Safe Sex yeah. 2. Um and As Cities Burn, Scream Through the Walls, mm-hmm. and the last one was Full of Hell, Weeping Choir. Okay. Uh, oh. So you notice my list is not not heavy music, and even my decade was like I, not a lot of yeah, heavy music. So. And, and I, that's uh, one one of I was I was talking about this the other day uh, is that I think one of my favorite things about this podcast is 
doing it with you is that me and you obviously have, I mean, I've, I've grown up my entire life with you sharing your musical influence around me and stuff. But I think that, um, one of the things that it's really gone to show is like, you have a very deep appreciation and, and, uh, background with so much heavy music, but uh, the way that for very different reasons than, you know, the way I've listened to music and been brought up with it. I mean, you have sort of veered away from it in a lot of ways while it does still get that respect from you and that love, like, Oh yeah, your mind your mind is going other places now, and I think that's like fascinating for then me to be able to see uh, even just from this close view is like you know early November you're number one of the year, and who would have thought that going into 2019? <laughs> I wouldn't have because I not really past releases would not have been my number yeah. one. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Well, that's I mean that's that's a good list, and I uh, I mine's gonna I'm trying to think if there's actually any in here. I think we have. I think we have three that we actually share in our top ten. Um, Wolf up. <laughs> here's here's what I'll start out by saying. Um, I'm gonna. I wrote down a shit ton. I mean, there was a fucking lot of albums that we listened to this year. Um, I wrote down the worst one of the year just because I think it's worth noting. Uh, yeah. Easily, Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, that not even my fucking. Radar. It's, I mean, it had to be Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Uh, but I think there That's are a couple awful. that um, were just outside of my top ten that I did want to uh, throw throw in the ring. Is that Full of Hell was also in there for me, right outside the top ten. Yeah, um, great. Rec- it's a great record. It's just it's not really one. It's not really something you listen no. It's to. it's not. But if, but if you're, it's a, it's another one that like if you're thinking from a quality perspective, you're like good good for yeah. these guys. Uh, and it was great live so yeah it's definitely it was a yeah good record. uh so full of hell is right out there and then the, the other two that i i want to make a note that are actually like my 11 and 12 if i'm really getting into it um one of these we did talk about on the show very very briefly um humanity's last breath abyssal uh is oh, yeah. bro i mean i i while i do like heavy music um i don't really like like death core and i mean it's hard for me to really take notice to like death metal albums or anything but humanity's last breath uh it, it is one of the most like over the top aggressive and well done death core albums i've heard in probably yeah. 10 plus years uh so that is worth mentioning and then the other one that i str- it almost made it to the top 10 is uh white chapel's album the valley and i am not a white chapel fan oh, at all I didn't even listen to that. No, you should listen to it because like. it is. I mean, I know what Chapel sounds like. I just don't. Well, know it, but it's it's a it's a very big departure from their old stuff because their old stuff is very like generic by the numbers deathcore. This is an album that is based around the concept of like witches in it's like a tr- based on a true story about like some like witch hunt in a valley of, i don't know it's the whole okay. big thing. But it's very dark. It's very mature. It's very witchy and. Um, everything from Whitechapel's other stuff is like slowed down and pulled back and is so much more well thought out. And it has a very, the energy to it is, is so much different than anything else they've done. And also it's got a uh, Naveen Copperweiss doing the drums, um, on the album oh, right. and the drums are fantastic. I mean, literally like oh, the yeah. first song on the album is called when a demon defiles a witch and it is fucking, okay. It is, <laughs> I'm in God damn. It's good. Uh, so that w- those are two worth worth noting. Um, now, okay, getting into uh, the actual top 10, I'll try and rattle through these fairly quickly. Um, at the number 10 spot, uh, very surprising for me is uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Ghost Teen. Um, wow. And I've I've only recently, I mean, I've always listened to various popular Nick Cave songs. And honestly, I have to, I mean, a lot of it is like the resurgence of Daughters, uh, again, has made me go back and listen to more Nick Cave a little more closely. Um He's old as fuck now, and this album is essentially 
it's like a it's like goth folk about um an old man essentially coming to terms with the fact that he's going to die soon and it is very depressing it's very dark but it's also just like hauntingly beautiful Mm -hmm. i'm not a folk person for the most part and a lot of those old folk singers um i'm just not a big fan of but nick cave works for me and this album for someone as old as he is um it's beautiful it's very very good Hmm. um number nine is uh, i'm sorry that i feel bad that it's this slow now but uh number nine is early november lilac um (laughs) but i mean as you as you said it's a it's a fucking great album i never expected to like it uh at all and it's i mean it's great i listen i've uh, still am listening to that album um yeah. Number eight is something that I mentioned in one of our first episodes very, very briefly is a band called Mannequin Pussy. Uh, oh, and yeah. the album is called Patience. <laughs> like it's essentially, name. it's a female led sort of like modern power punky type thing, but it is very, very good. It's very, very well done. Absolutely worth listening to. Um, number seven is Counterparts, Nothing Left to Love. Just talked about them a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago. That album hits it mm-hmm. for me. Um, and then number uh, six, which I'm very surprised at, is actually uh, Bring Me the Horizon, uh, Ammo. And I... I never even listened to it. It's, bro, it's fucking tight. Okay, and, and I, I have this I have this theory that... <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't... This is another thing for another day, but like... There is something that Bring Me the Horizon does uh, that, and I, I I can't put my finger on it, but they're doing something differently than any other band I've ever heard. And part of it is because of the genre yeah. shift they've had. I mean, if, if anyone doesn't uh-huh. know by this point, I would be surprised. But um, I mean, their first album is literally the most generic stupid fucking deathcore. Uh-huh. And this album, you know, however many, this is like six albums later, is like... I mean, you couldn't tell. It's got like saxophone solos in it and shit. I mean, it's like completely yeah. different. I, I, since what twenty fifteen, maybe even twenty thirteen, uh, there hasn't been a song I've heard that I've been like, "Fuck that band." I mean, we classic story that we saw them live and we're like, "Let's oh, fucking bring me the rise." And we watched. Yeah, this. I mean, and that's and that's the thing, <laughs> like, and that's sort of how they get me is that I yeah. always want to to brush them off, but I'm like, bro, they may yeah. be one of the best bands putting out music right now, and it's it, especially so. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is because they are they're very theatrical and I, i'm actually i'm not even going to go into it besides saying that if you want to know sort of uh not even in terms of what the album is like but in terms of what they've become for their stage presence and where they are as musicians they just released a live video for the song they put out for death stranding that i had talked about last episode go watch that because it's got the live audio and uh brother do they sound fucking great live so how did it? Yeah, it's great. Uh, the song's called Ludens. It's on their their YouTube channel. Go watch that, and it's like you'll love it because it's like some new metal level production. It's so good. Um, anyway, that's my number six. Number five, uh, Lingua Ignota Caligula, which is uh, if you follow any of the dudes from Daughters, they are obsessed with this album. She, what is it? It's called Lingua Ignota. So it's uh, it means unknown language in Latin. Um, okay, I found it. It is. I've never even heard of this. It is probably one of the most harrowing albums I've ever heard. I explained it to my girlfriend as there are large parts of the album that sound like if you had an audio recording of like Bjork being tortured to the Ben-Hur soundtrack. (laughs) So, you know, I love Bjork, but (laughs) that's a... It's hard to get my mind uh, right. Okay, I will listen yeah, but, to But I, I literally listened to it for the what the first time that I listened to it all the way through. I listened to it with headphones in on like a rainy day. And it was like, it's it's the most emotional shit I've maybe ever 
heard. It's it's so intense, and I don't even have words to describe it. So go listen to it. Uh, Caligula, Lingua okay. Ignota. It's very good. It's very dark. It's very scary. It's emotional. So strap in. Um, number four is As Cities Burn, Scream Through the Walls. Not much needs to be said about that. It's great. Number three is uh, He is Legend, White Bat. Love that more than I ever thought I would. It's fucking great. Uh, And then number two, this is the one that I think is the biggest sort of one that you wouldn't have seen coming. Number two for me is uh, Black Midi, and the album's called Schlagenheim. Um, And I had talked about this very, very briefly, I think in maybe the first or second episode, but they essentially are like maps and atlases mixed with Frank Zappa, and it is some of the best Hmm. music Oh, I, I remember this. Yeah, it's yeah, some yeah. of the most original music I've heard in years. These dudes are young as shit, and they are so talented that it hurts my mind, and I'm very jealous that anyone could be this talented at that age. Um, go listen to it and make your own opinions, because I can't even really do it justice to describe it, but it is amazing, start to finish, and I will be listening to that for years and years to come. And then number one, you already guessed it, baby. You knew what it was. It's fucking Knocked Loose, Different Shade of Blue. <laughs> it's funny that our one or yours i mean it wasn't 10 it was nine yeah but, still, just, that, but they're in the top 10 they're the but they're just the different they're different end ends. of the top 10 <laughs> but i mean it was it was always going to be knocked loose for me um i just that album I, I mean i've said all that i need to probably say about it but i think that it's when i look back at 2019 and think about that album specifically i mean that will go down uh in the genre of hardcore as like a game changer for for years and years to come i mean people will be referencing that uh as hardcore scholars for a long long time and it is fucking good um and that's I that's it, it. <laughs> yeah it's not very good uh but that's it that's i mean that's my top 10 and i like I said, I, I it was a it was a good year. I don't know if it necessarily had quite as many bangers as 2018, but I'm very happy with all these, and I have a lot in my top ten that are things that I wouldn't have normally put there, uh, and I'm happy with it. So uh, that's that's that. Take it for what it is. Um, I don't. I don't <laughs> I mean. uh, well, the other the other thing actually, and and now that we we've got our top tens. Um, you had brought up the idea of doing um, like a song or a single of the year as well. I I have some songs of the year, but um, I know that you had done some like sort of single song. So hit me with what you got. Well, no, I mean I can I can I can do the songs part. I was gonna say I have an EP of the year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. I want to hear that as well because I didn't separate out any EPs. Uh, the EP of the year is definitely Bill Murray Wet Milk. Oh I mean, yeah, it's 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 all about that Wet Milk thing. So. <laughs> that, that, that fucking title, goddamn it! <laughs> Have you heard the new? Track? No, I haven't. Oh shit! What's it called? Oh, <laughs> just seeing the title again. Uh, it's called Thick Thick. Oh goddamn it! Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you know he's gonna do it to you. Oh, so if you know Attack boy. Attack, you know Stick or Stick Stickly. This is uh, Thick Thickly. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and it's classic Bill Murray, and it has a uh, fuck. What's his, what's the bear tooth? Oh, Caleb Shomo. Uh, it has a guest spot from him. Tight, tight, tight. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but it's in cl- but it's in classic Bill Murray fashion. So I'm not going to ruin it for you, but just listen to Thick Thickly and listen for his guest spot. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, it had to be it had to be wet milk. I mean, come on, game yeah. changer. So that's the one. That's the EP for me. Um, song wise, um, I mean, 
I'll just rattle them off because there's not much. So let me do ones that are not on the albums I said. So obviously the Have a Good Season, Sunflower Yellow, we mm-hmm. talked about the top of the episode. That'd definitely be in there. Uh, the new Pine Grove, or one of the new Pine Grove singles, Moments. It is the cla- it is the perfect Pine Grove song. It's the first single they released for the new album. Uh, second one's good too, but Moments is where it's at for me. Um, so check that out. Um, very excited for that. If I do off my top list, I will say uh, Perfect Sphere off early November. Mm. Lilac, mm-hmm. opening track, uh, great opening one track. One of the best openers. The one, the one, the one. Um, and um, I would say off the Somos record, Absent and Lost, six track. It's got great synth production, great just all the way through. Um, Peaks and Valleys, love it. Uh, this album was almost on here, but Better Off's Reap What You oh, Sow. Yeah. Uh, the title track, Reap What You Sow, I love that. That is a great song. Um, that almost was my number one. But... My number one song of the year had to be, had to be, had to do it to him. I mean, they call me white. Bat, <laughs> and God I damn like it. That. That, so, boy, howdy, is that a good if fucking White song. Bat is not the song of your year, White Bat is the song of the year, and you fucking know it is. So, <sighs> it's so that's all fucking I have to say good. That. God, son of a bitch. So. Uh, okay, well, that's uh, so. So I didn't do any EPs or singles because I am a chump. Except, I mean, there there were some good EPs that I, I can shout out. Uh, specifically, I know right off the top of my head. Um, uh, the band Nova Charisma, I talked about them on uh, one of our episodes as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good EP that came out. Uh, song-wise, yep. I just made my top four. Uh, number four is uh, In the Walls by Knocked Loose because as I said on that episode, that breakdown like is... I don't. I mean, it's my favorite breakdown I think ever. Um, it's, it's fucking great. And then after that, I've got uh, My He Is Legend song. It's not White Bat. It's Eye Teeth. Eye Teeth is my favorite song off that album, but White Bat is like a it's, close second. I mean, we talked about it. Eye Teeth, great song, but you know it's about, you know it's fucking White Bat. Especially after they released White the music Bat. video for White Bat, though, that has me like questioning everything. I'm like, that <laughs> that song yeah, is good. I mean, it's come on. I mean, Morgan fucking loves it's, that song. That's how. I mean, I, I so. listening back to that album. I mean, it's like he as legend had no right to make that album that good. I mean, nobody asked for it. I mean, why would you yeah. do that to us? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, number two is actually off of. Um, the the band that i talked about black midi it's a song called it's spelled out bm 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 but it's because the whole song is a bass line that's just boom 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 and it's but it's <sighs> like if you listen to that song by the end of it you're just gonna be like what the fuck and if you also watch them play it live all there right, are videos of them playing right. it live and it is shocking all right um (laughs) and then my number one song of the year um is maybe by a city's burn um it is my favorite song off that album and it makes me get the it makes me feel like i am in 2009 listening to come now sleep or something in my room it gives me those same feelings and um also when i saw them live uh in like october they that was one of the newer songs they played and just seeing the energy it had and how well it was performed um to me that is like that's the pinnacle of what they are doing now as a band and it's the song that i mean it it stuck with me the most and it it makes me feel some type of way so city's burn got that one on me yeah i mean i almost put that record in my top 10 but it's just i wasn't going back to it enough to make it I just there, can't help so. it with them. They're they're my fucking they're my boys. I, I mean I love them. I think I think it's gonna be one like next year. I'll probably wear it out, but it just didn't yeah. didn't, didn't quite get there yet. <laughs> but it's in the top fifteen yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, okay. I mean, that's some, boy, howdy. That wraps it up. And I mean, and what, what a, what a year. But what are you most looking forward to? And that's okay. Now that this is, this is a great point. Um, I think if we're looking at what I'm looking most forward to, um, especially just going off the top of my head, it has to be every time I die. I mean, it, I I want it to be something. That's, I that's I'm true. excited for there to be something else that comes along, like Black Midi or some new band that's going to completely shock me. Um, but if we're talking at face value, I know that every time I die is coming out with a record. They've never taken four years between them, and I like I mm-hmm. I need to hear that. Mm-hmm. I, I hey, I mean it's a poor answer, but it's good. <laughs> that's uh. true. I'm a cheap man. Uh. Mine, I mean, my number one was anticipated right now is Pine Grove, but it comes out in January, so that won't that would be it's right around the corner. Left, but it is, baby. Uh, it'd have to be that. Um, I am excited for the new Bill Murray. He he has a new EP coming out. But I think it comes out end of the month or anyway, so it's not really next year. Uh, the Have a Good Season album, mm-hmm. uh, definitely want that. Uh, definitely every time I die, and the new Movements record. I mean, they really haven't released any music music on it, just like very like three second clips in the studio yeah. so I, I keep seeing them uh they like they always appear on my twitter for some reason and i always see them making jokes about yeah. the fact like hey we haven't released a single yet we'll get there yeah so i'm and it's with will yip again a fantastic producer um who's done most of the records i mentioned throughout the deck or the years there in the decade but um yeah, so that one's a big one yeah. too for me. Right. So I'm sure there's others, but those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Right yeah, now. I, I I think that um, I think 2020 will will carry a lot of uh, I think I think that's going to be a good year for like I said, some things that are going to come out of left field that I am not anticipating. I feel like it's just going to be even more um, musical growth for me, finding a lot of new bands, and I think that my top ten next year will look uh, very very different than what I had this year. But um, but I'm just glad that this year i got uh so many things that i wasn't expecting uh to be good such as like the he is legend of cities burn in early november all three of those i mm-hmm. never expected those bands to come through with an album at this point in time and be like yeah i mean that's like something that i'll continue to listen to for years to come and they did it and that's like that that's my highlight of 2019 is that those bands came through for me tool did not <laughs> yeah tool wasn't even near this fucking list you can throw that shit in the trash <laughs> Bro, wasn't your number one? Who are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I love that. <laughs> that fear. Uh, well, that that's, that that about wraps us up, guys. And uh, and this is this is a big special time for us because you know for everyone that's been listening, I mean, you made it with us fifteen episodes. Which, um, to be honest, that's that's pretty fucking crazy that we've even recorded fifteen episodes of this. And I know that this is this is low impact on our end, but um, for anyone that's listened to every single episode or even most of the episodes. Thank you, because this this is something that I thought up of um, sort of, you know, flying by the seat of my pants, trying to think of something to spark some creativity for me and spark some community. Um, and and it's it really just became something that I, I fell right into and, and fell in love with immediately. So thank you to everyone that's been listening. Thank you to Griffin for doing this with me, because this is my yeah. last one. So, um, <laughs> He's out after this season two. It'd be a different, different. Yeah, <laughs> he's out. I couldn't wait to get him out of here. Um, but it's it's been a hell of a ride, and I, I think that I'm I'm really excited for um, doing just another season. And and uh, with that in mind, I you know 
I always encourage everyone to get a hold of us on social media or however you want to. I mean, fuck, if you know us in person, tell us in person. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, Please. tell us anything that um, you want to hear. For, for Tell us what we need to review. What, what do we not what do we Yeah, not I mean, what what do you want to hear that we aren't talking about? Or what, you know, do you want to hear us, um, you know, do more interviews with people? Do you want to hear us do, uh, you know, a- anything? You, you tell us and we are open to it. We're going to. We're gonna try and come back. Um, there isn't a set date for the new year yet, but I will be updating social media once we once we sort of get there. Um, but I think on the other side of 2020, uh, this is something that we're both enjoying doing. So please, you know, gr- grow with us and help us turn this into something that um, we can have an even bigger year in 2024. And uh, that's that's my, all I can hope for. And, and thank you all for listening, you bunch of turds. If you're not careful, we will go through the whole taproot discography. Well, I, you know, I, I wasn't going to say it, but we all knew it was inevitable. (laughs) Um, so that's why you have to, that's why you have to, that's true. Uh, well, sort of wrapping back up to the, you know, the, the business side of things, as I said, at the top of the episode, follow us on, um, all of our social media at audiophiles pod on Instagram and Twitter, um, get at us on there and start to talk to us about what you want to see for season two also just tell us what you liked about season one or if you want to tell us your album of the year i fucking love hearing people's albums of the year um so if you think we're both stupid and you want to tell me something else that i hadn't even thought of go for it i mean by all means um i might tell you you're wrong but that doesn't mean i don't appreciate it i'll say you're already wrong yeah yeah, you're digging your own grave uh, but you know, get at us on there, and um, I am going to make a giant, giant update to the playlist after this episode because we got a lot, lot of stuff to add. So um, that will be current with everything we've been talking about. Um, and that's that's it, man. That's everything. Tell everybody that you want that that you think would like this. Tell them about the show, and um, we'll do our best to get season two uh, to be something really, really special. I think it's already been special so far, but. We got big plans. It's going to be louder. It's going to be sexier. It's going to be it's brighter. It's going to have a theme song. <laughs> it's just going to be everything you need. That's right. Um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't even huge. fucking imitate him. Uh, <laughs> anyways, guys, uh, on that horrifying note, I think I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate all of you, and we will see you in 2020, baby. Goodbye.